0: Heard about this little shift between the X Men and me and humans? I've got a solution to their problems. Dance off!
1: A final solution.
0: <laughs> Welcome to episode 7 of the Mutant Musings Podcast. It's February 2017, and we'll be discussing some comics and news from January 2017. I'm your host, Jonathan, and with me as always is Lady Phantom X, aka Phantom Sex. Patty. Aka Patty Clusterfuck 7. <clears throat> Wait, why 7? That's. He's, didn't you say that he's like one of your favorite characters?
1: <laughs>
0: His name is Charlie Cluster Seven. Oh. So I gave you okay. Clusterfuck Seven. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Sure, it's appropriate. Uh, although the X-Men have been pushed into a small corner of the Marvel Universe in recent years, we're here to let everyone know that no one puts baby in the corner. Fuck no. Time for some dirty dancing.
1: Hmm.
0: I don't know what I'm... Some
1: horizontal dancing? Why
0: I'm going on about dancing today. I don't know. I'm, Are you
1: the dancing queen? I'm, young and sweet? I'm only 17?
0: so tired. Don't hit me with an ABBA joke. <laughs> it's, it's so late. Oh, my God. It's 6.13. Happy birthday.
1: Why don't you uh, take a chance on me, Jonathan? Oh, my God. Maybe, uh, we got some, uh, Waterloo, you know, uh, I can't think of
0: any. All right. I I quit. It's been a minute and a half. Thank you guys for joining us on this month's episode.
1: Mama Mia, Jonathan, calm down.
0: All right. So, uh, so it's been a, it's been a busy month. Um, we have a a bunch of books that we decided to talk about. We couldn't really cut it down any further. So we've got like five and then, um, there's a bunch of, a bunch of news, which is very exciting. So yes, obviously Inhumans versus X-Men is still going on, and it's something that's going to be going on for a little while longer. Even though we really know how things are going to turn out anyway, spoilers.
1: Everything is going to be fine.
0: Everybody's going to be okay. Everybody's...
1: Everybody gay.
0: Everybody's going to be happy.
1: Everybody gay.
0: Okay. So we're going to start with... Uh,
1: IVX.
0: IVX number two. Uh, first thing I want to say is when I opens the uh, cover... There was a a Frank McGee inhuman. Uh, This is fucking news to me. (laughs) Did I I really miss something? Frank McGee? Sounds like the fakest of fucking names. I don't know. I mean, is he... You know more about the Inhumans than I do, at least current Inhuman bullshit. What's Frank McGee's deal? Is he in the Witness Protection Program, and that's why he Uh, has such a terrible name? Is he related to Mr. Magoo?
1: I don't
0: even know who he is. <clears throat> he's some normal looking douchebag in a suit. I don't really. And also. Uh, a journalist? He's apparently from a journalist. The 50s? He died in 1974. So that's who Frank McGee is. So <laughs> his inhuman power is journalism. And I guess coming back from the dead. Yeah, that's him.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Did you not? Okay. Yeah, no, no that's Frank McGee. Oh, yeah, it's Warren. Okay. Whatever. It's, it's beside the point. Anyway, all right. So So Frank McGee, now that we've got that out of the way. So for those of you who didn't know, the X-Men decided to storm uh, new Adelan. Uh, you get it? Storm new Adelan? Okay. Oh, I get it. See, I did something, even though I'm really tired. So there's all these inhuman civilians being evacuated. Medusa tells Human Torch that she's a strong, independent woman who can take care of herself, but you know, they're wondering where Black Bolt, Crystal, and Karnak are. Uh, she tells Iso to assume the worst, but she keeps saying to Johnny, like, oh, maybe they just want to talk but, you know, Magneto has some of the civilians corralled and safe, which, you know, is interesting to see him, like, you know, not want to kill everyone right right away. Storm reminds everyone that they're only there for the Royals, and then young Hank gets into Beast Lab and Medusa finds him. And this was pretty fucking freaky, and I have to say that this was well done. I don't know what you thought about this, but... uh, So what's his name? Lenel Yu? So Lenel Yu has been uh, doing art on IVX. Not that it's even gotten very far, but... You know, I think his artwork is okay, but I really liked, actually, and I hate to say this, what he did with Medusa in this scene between her and young Hank. Just the fucking, it looked like all of her hair and shit was coming out of the floor and just fucking smacking him around. And I don't know, it was just a real, it was a really cool looking panel, even though I hate her and I'm like, cut this bitch's head off already. Um, it was really cool to see, you know, that panel.
1: Do you want me to slap you around with my hair?
0: You can. It's the same color as Medusa's. It is. It is. My hair is red. So yeah. So there's all that fucking hair, and then she's like, "Oh, we were trying to work with you and help you." And I'm thinking to myself, like, <sighs> Fuck when? Off. When were they trying to work with them? Like, well, okay.
1: Well, no- okay. So Crystal, Crystal <clears throat> tried, uh, you know, to do her plan of moving every mutant individually, like on the DL. Remember? Remember when she tried to do that? And evil Cyclops. Evil Cyclops was projecting his message. And then Crystal was like, oh no, we ran out of time in that 10 seconds that Cyclops was talking.
0: Okay, yeah, but then they put everybody to sleep. They fucking, you know, date-drugged everyone.
1: Okay, well, I'm not saying that they had good decisions, but I think that they at least tried to help a little bit.
0: I mean, I bet at least one of them woke up with their butts hurting, and they were wondering (laughs) fucking why. That's helping?
1: Who got their butt hurt? Who
0: did not use lube?
1: Who got it, their butt hurt? Listen,
0: it doesn't work like in porn. You have to use lube. <laughs> I'm telling you because I've had some sore butts in my time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been quite some time.
1: Oh, Jesus. Going to keep it that way. Christ. Okay. Anyway.
0: Uh, <clears throat> Uh, So, you know, Magic is teleporting some of the Inhuman fighters out of New Adelan, and fucking Nightcrawler bampson grabs Medusa and takes her out of there, because, I mean, let's be realistic, what the fuck was young Hank gonna do to Medusa, except for, you know, threaten her with a bad hairstyle or something? Uh, There was really nothing that that young man could do. Uh, Um,
1: Scare her with his smelly feet.
0: Yeah, with his big, big smelly feet. feet, big big, big like, hands, hey, big feet. You big know hands, what that means? Big feet, big brain.
1: And you know she's like kind of divorced now. I mean, she's got the thing going on with the torch, but you know she, you know, you find a good dick, you know. <laughs>
0: really?
1: She's, she's probably not that serious with uh, with Johnny. I mean, he's kind of uh, it was a little messy because he used to fuck really? Crystal. Really? A little, a little messy? Yeah, he yeah. used to fuck Crystal, so I don't know. I feel like she's looking for something new. You know, she runs into this guy with his big hands, big feet, you know. You know, he could keep her distracted for a little bit.
0: He's also probably underage, but I don't know. Do the Inhumans care about that kind of thing?
1: Probably not. They're bad people. Is it? Is you it... heard it from us first, guys. The Inhumans are child molesters. <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ! <laughs> Especially with a name like Frank McGee, that is such the <laughs> child molester's name. That is yes. a perfect. I, you know, the only thing that would make Frank McGee more perfect would be to have the fucking little like uh, mustache, like uh, fucking John Bolton.
1: So I think I think that was the guy who uh, his powers only activated with the uh, crystals of the Terrigen Terrigen crystals. His I powers. Think it was that guy. His
0: powers only activate when children are nearby. Okay, that's how. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm not the one that started it, but I'm finishing it. Okay. Alright, so ISO and Inferno are at New land and they try to escape and Sabretooth is guarding the hangar and human torch burns Victor, but you know, surprise, surprise, um he's got, you know, the healing factor, so that doesn't work out too well. But, you know, Sabretooth uh says that the you end know, the kids are running and Storm asks Laura to find them. So Warren grabs her and they go and uh then warren drops her on their fucking little plane their little scooter plane thing i don't know what the fuck it is but the inhuman kids you know that they crash land on the ground but they get where they wanted to go there's this thing eldrak he looks like a giant metal plate in the ground it's apparently an actual inhuman character i had to look that up because i was like what the fuck am i looking at wasn't bad artwork but i was just like what what is this thing in the fucking ground and did uh, teleports, ISO, and Inferno out of there. You know, and then they cut to the Inhumans uh, just chilling in limbo. But, you know, then they cut back to the kids. Inferno is just like, oh, well, you know, we're okay. Just as long as we got away from Wolverine. And then, oops, they turn around and who's standing there? But- old Man Logan. Oh, lols. So, you know, I don't know. Old Man Logan is, you know, an, an old man. I know he's still got his healing factor, but. He's still got his <laughs> alcoholism. He's still got his alcoholism. He's still got his looks, honestly. He does. He's pretty sexy for an old man, isn't he? Yeah, I agree. That white hair and those wrinkles. Mm -hmm. That's what does it for me. Yep, same. I'm sorry. I'm trying to go gray fast as fast (laughs) as I can, baby. (laughs) Okay. So I thought this was a really good issue. It was pretty well-paced. It was cool to see the X-Men kind of fuck up the Inhumans' day and just take them out every which way. Mm -hmm. um yeah and uh i don't know i thought i thought it was interesting there's not really a whole lot to say about this i don't think except that you know like obviously we're x-men fans i i'm rooting for the x-men on this one regardless of even if both the x-men and humans end up okay at the end of this crossover i'm still excited to see the x-men fuck up the inhumans shit so it was really cool to see this. It was nice to see Storm in, like, a leadership role, kind of pointing everybody in a certain direction and, like, you know, make sure you don't fucking kill any, every anyone. And she's even got a Magneto, who would be the first one to snap, snap somebody's neck, just, like, corralling people away to safety. I don't know, like, how the fuck old man Logan got to the other side of Eldrak uh, so quickly, but I don't know. I guess that's what, uh... That's what alcoholism does to you.
1: Yes, alcoholism is good and it helps you do things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it certainly does.
1: Wait, Honestly. so if if this if this Eldrak
0: character guy is just like a metal plate, why doesn't Magneto just like fucking rip him to pieces? I don't know, maybe that'll happen in a in another issue. But as you were asking that, I just thought of something. Eldrak uh-huh. yeah. kind of rhymes with ball sack. I'm so very tired. I'm so, so very tired. I'm sorry. Fra- I'm sorry. I apologize for it's, that
1: one. It's okay. I don't actually know this character. I have only started reading Inhumans since the last series started. Boo. Boo. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I don't know a lot of these characters, and I really
0: don't care about
1: them. I just want to know what they're up to.
0: So. Okay. Fair enough. Um, well, in any case, that's just kind of. That's just kind of kicking off what they did with uh, last month's books. So next up is Uncanny X-Men 17. You know, this was a tie-in, of course. I really liked this one, and I really wanted to talk about this one. There's not really a ton to say, but I thought it was really interesting. Uh, This issue just shows what's going on with the Inhumans who were brought into limbo. Not all of them, uh, but some of them. You know, Rachel Gray and Victor are there and, um, you know, kind of, I guess, keeping tabs on what's going on down there while the Inhumans are being held. Uh, they come across a dead Inhuman, and they go looking for more to possibly save before they all fucking get killed or by kill. demons. Yeah, or, or kill. Sabretooth goes off on his own after he sends Rachel back with an injured Inhuman, and he stumbles on M feeding on Inhumans. He didn't actually stumble upon her, though. He tells her he picked up her scent and figured out what she was doing. She's using those fucking mouth hands to feed on them. Oh, yeah. And it was interesting to see Sabretooth actually try to talk her out of it. Uh, I know that because of the Red Skull, he's kind of more tame now. But it's still weird for me to see, you know, just to know that, you know, this is, this is Sabretooth. He would fucking, you know, eat anybody's face. Yeah. Um, and he just, you know, wanted to send Rachel, like, off so she didn't have to deal with this. And is trying to talk Monet, who is a bitch... But, you know, not really who I think is a bitch that kills people. i just trying to talk her out of it. You know, she's actually, he points out, you're not getting any energy by draining the in- inhumans of their life force. You know, this only works when you're sucking on the mutants. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's letting her suck on him for a little while. Oh, yeah. But, you know, she's upset about Madrox's death. She's kind of taking out all her anger and... I can't say that I blame her. It was really fucked up to see. And I got to say, the the artwork in this issue was just, it was kind of dark and twisted. And I really liked it. Man, she looked really fucking evil. No,
1: she did. And uh, I thought that was crazy, too, that, um, you know, it was (laughs) actually relates to kind of what we were saying before about Wolverine still being an alcoholic. This is kind of like, you know, Victor is, you know, obviously, um, Silvertooth, he was not a very good man. Um, (laughs) he killed a bunch of people, ravaged a bunch of people, sexually and otherwise. And, you know, he's kind of like in a better place now. So I felt like he was kind of like, you know, I've done that. You're a nice girl. Maybe you shouldn't do that because when you snap out of it, you might regret it. That's kind of like what I got from it. And that he was like, he's like, listen, like I can have this on my chest, but like you having to deal with this in the future It's going to be fucked up. That's not exactly what he said. I'm reading between the lines. But the thing that I found interesting was that there was another inhuman. What was he like caught by a demon or something?
0: Yeah, some demons were um, coming out and going to attack him.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Monet showed up and uh, she feeds on this kid and Victor lets her. So, so much for that trying to save her soul thing. Victor said that he would tell the X Men the truth that demons got to the kid, and I was like, "Wow, that's very telling of you." You know, it's no. very like so deep.
0: No, I, I I agree. I didn't. I honestly I didn't see see that coming. You know, I mean, you know, Victor and M fought, you know, for a little bit, and it was interesting to see. But you know, then that that inhuman kid comes out of you know nowhere, and he, he witnesses this shit and the demons come, and Sabretooth kills him, and it's like, oh, okay, so Sabretooth just saved this kid's life, what a good guy, just kind of more driving the point home that, you know, Sabretooth is a good guy now, but, you know, then, like, that last page, he's like, no, I wasn't doing it for you, kid, I was doing it for her, and then, you know, she fucking kills him, and that's when he's like, yeah, this kid would've... This kid would have told the X Men the truth, but you know I'm going to tell him the truth. So that was kind of dark. I mean, you know, it it, it makes sense. You know, Victor wants to protect her. Um, he's probably got a thing for her. She, she,
1: oh, definitely. She's pretty
0: sexy. I I gotta say.
1: And uh, she actually sucked his powers too. So she's got the uh the claws and yeah. the uh the healing factor as yeah. well. Yeah. Which uh, this can be really interesting to see if like it's a long lasting thing or if it's only if she keeps sucking on him <laughs> or like. <laughs> You know, if it's permanent, you know, like, how long does she keep it? Like, Hope kept her powers for, like, half an hour or some shit. Okay. You know, Rogue keeps her powers for a little bit. Depending Um, on
0: how long she holds on for.
1: Yeah, so (laughs) I'm just curious to see how long she's, like, you know, sexy Palestinian or whatever she is, uh, (laughs) fucking, (laughs) fucking, uh... Is she Palestinian? You know, that's a good question. I forgot what she is. I know
0: she's Muslim. Yeah, no, she's definitely Muslim. Okay, looking this up now. Should have done her homework. No, this is definitely something that was born in Bosnia. Bosnia, okay. okay. Uh, definitely something I should have known, but whatever. Okay. Fair enough.
1: So she's Bosnian. Okay.
0: Yep. There you go, everyone. That's the points takeaway. Yeah, no, I just wanted to touch on this because I thought this was a really cool issue, Uh, really dark. It was nice to cut away from the main story, which is kind of the purpose of a tie-in, but not all tie-ins are very good. Uh, In my opinion, it feels kind of like a waste of time with some of them to these big events. So, And it's kind of just bullshit. Uh, sometimes they'll mention, like, the big thing going on in, like, one panel of an issue, and they're like, yep, that's a tie-in! It's like, why did I just spend money on fucking, you know, the Punisher kills a baby when... Frank just mentioned like Secret Wars and then, you know, he goes back to shooting babies. I don't fucking know. I I don't know. But you know what? I can't talk a lot of shit because if Marvel ever releases a series called The Punisher Kills Babies, I'm going to be the first one in line buying
1: it. I'm going to fight you to be the first person in line to get that. (laughs) Uh, So the next comic that we have is one that I insisted on talking about because
0: uh, it's
1: gay. I love gay. Okay. So it is called All New X Men. Really? It is it is issue number seventeen. Never heard of it. Okay, <laughs> so uh, Bobby and Romeo are out on, on a date and they haven't kissed yet. What the fuck? They should be back at the X Mansion sucking each other's dicks. Make, so, oh,
0: guys, make sure you use lube. Remember yeah. learn to suck from, dicks. Learn from my you, mistakes. You have to
1: use you... you use you use lube to suck dicks. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Whatever. Uh. So, or just, you know, produce your own saliva. You know, if you can't produce your saliva, store-bought is fine. (laughs) So, okay, um, now this is just surprising to me that they haven't kissed yet since the X-Men are slots, basically. And uh, Bobby has a motel room? Yes. So um, this isn't really explained. So uh, what was he going to do with the hotel room? Were they going to fucking play Monopoly? But that's why I was talking about the lube. Okay, all right, yeah, well, you know that's why I never leave home without it, <laughs> so uh, they're just showing flashbacks between the dates between Bobby and Romeo. They went hiking on a mountain, which is super romantic, and uh Bobby made an ice slide, I think, and uh Romeo was like, "Oh, you're the worst to make ice." nice blah, 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 blah. and uh, he also mentioned supernatural and how hot the brothers were., Ugh. yeah, Jonathan hates supernatural
0: this show was. Uh- Okay, well, it's, it's
1: not very good, honestly.
0: Listen, to be fair, I've watched, I only watched that one episode, didn't I? Um, yes. Yeah, I only watched the one episode. It was, it was, it was an interesting episode, but I'm sorry. The dialogue was stupid. Like, the overall, you know, plot and acting, it was just awful. You know, they wound up on that like creepy farmhouse or something. It, it was creepy. But you know, the fucking dude got like huffed to a cop car and I'm like, "Gee, I wonder if he's going to break free." <laughs> uh, no, sorry. It's got all way off topic there, but
1: Yeah. I don't know.
0: Based on that one episode, I don't I don't want to watch anymore. I thought it was bad. But you watched like how many seasons? I watched
1: like 5 seasons of it and I did- didn't enjoy it at all. Except I really like Cass cuz Cass is he makes that fucking show. Honestly, he's the only good part of that show. Anyway, uh, then uh, they want another date to uh, Laser Tag, which um, we should we, we should, should do, do that. Uh, yeah, okay. Yes. Let's find Laser Tag. Uh, and then they went to a water park um, so, you know, they could check out each other's asses and see each other's packages in their banana hammocks and, you know, whatnot. So then uh, young Hank is explaining to Bobby that the X-Men are going you know what their plan is they're going to storm New Adeline, and he's pissed he's like oh you're going to make me fight my boyfriend and fucking met haven't met his family yet oh they're going to all hate me blah <laughs> blah blah but uh he's he's the first in line yeah. like literally in the front and center when and, it comes to do that He
0: looks serious.
1: Yeah and uh Some of the kids were like, oh, wow, you know, we didn't think he had it in him, especially when it comes to Romeo. Like, you know, they were in love. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, it looks like he's super serious, but uh, it was so obvious the whole time. Like you could see through it. The only reason he was like, you know, hurrying to get there was to split off from the team and go find Romeo. And they finally kissed, which I thought was really cute. Yeah. So then Bobby makes some comments about Cyclops being crazy. Bobby was like, oh, I'll switch sides for you, which is fucked up because you don't just switch sides, okay? You're born that way, okay? And uh, I'm making a thing about being born gay because switching sides, you know, it's like like playing for the other team. It's a euphemism for being gay. So I'm... I'm doing some wordplay here. Do you get it?
0: I was so confused. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. For explaining it. You're welcome. Because now I get it. Yes. And now I could laugh. You're welcome. Laugh. So thank you. Okay. Can you laugh now? Because I needed it explained to me. I'm going to touch your nose. Okay. That's how jokes work. You explain them and then the people laugh.
1: (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) So, okay. So I thought that the last, the last thing was cute the last page where they're just like "fuck it, we're going off together," and yeah. they're like, "we we're having fun, no it's, good times
0: all around." It's fine. It, it was it was cute. I enjoyed this issue too. Um, but <coughs> I was you know just pissed about a couple of things. I I remember what it's like to be a stupid teenager. Spoilers: teenagers are stupid. Yeah. Unless you're a teenager and you're listening to this, then you're so much less stupid. But. You know, I didn't like how Bobby made snide comments about uh, crazy adult Cyclops. I can appreciate where he's at, but, you know, like, what, what was the plan then? Like, what? El- what's your fucking plan, Bobby? Hey. His plan, what? He offers to switch sides. That's his plan. I really didn't like that. Again, being a stupid teenager in what you think is, you know, love, you're smitten with someone, whatever, like, oh, I'll fucking chop off my fucking... Ding dong. What? That kind of defeats the purpose. But, uh, okay, so I'll cut off my... Ding dong. I'll cut off my nipples for you. Like, when it comes down to it, who's really going to cut off their nipples for someone else? I would cut off my nipples for you. Please don't cut off your nipples for me. I don't now I can't get my mind off of nipples nipples this was the bad analogy I'm so again so very tired anyway back to my point yeah no I nipples. just I didn't <laughs> I didn't appreciate Bobby saying that he'll he'll switch sides for Romeo um it, that would be really sad to see it would be really stupid uh of course then what would happen Romeo would probably get killed and Bobby would be all sad and just,
1: uh, this is a late reaction, but you said to get back to the point, and you were talking about nipples, and it's cold outside, and there's a joke to be had there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nipples. Okay. Nipples and colds.
1: They they get
0: pointy when they're cold. <laughs> yeah, they sometimes. do. Sometimes they do. That's that's not a joke, guys. That's just science. <laughs> so keep that in mind before venturing out into the fucking cold northeastern plains of New Jersey. <laughs> Put on some nipple tape. <laughs> Shit's dangerous if you don't. Don't free-nip it. Don't breathe <laughs> Free Don't free-nip it. It's too cold. All right, anyway. Uh, so next up is Deadpool and Mercs for Money, number seven. This was interesting, too, uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, this takes place five years in the future. The mist has spread. Ellie is missing. New York City is now called Limbo Town. The Inhumans are hunting, you know, Deadpool and his team, So, you know, the Inhumans really seem villainous here. And you kind of, this is before you really know what's going on. So this Inhuman who appeared, I think her name was Ren. She appeared in a couple of issues of Defenders a few years ago. She's part of the team for some reason. Um, You know, the Inhumans show up. And they confront the Merc team and, you know, Inferno is like, oh, this sacred cloud. And, you know, Ren is like, this sacred cloud is ridiculous. I don't want to be part of your cause. I don't agree with it. It was awful becoming an inhuman. I never wanted this. So I'm with the mutants on this one. Yay. So there's a limbo demons everywhere. So that's what fucking New York City is now. That's it's limbo town. There's demons everywhere. Um... This inhuman named Sheath says that mutants poison the world with these things. Magic gave the demons orders to go after the inhumans before she died. I don't know. Way to get okay. I'm distracted every time you do something. <laughs> anyway.
1: Jonathan has a list of things to do, and I just added Kiss Patty to the list
0: <laughs> so he doesn't forget that I need attention constantly. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you for adding that caveat. Not like I'm a bad boyfriend, but I need attention constantly. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, the Inhumans want to find Ellie, too. So they cut to the present day, and the Merc team, they're talking about the war that's about to come up between the mutants and Inhumans, and they're like debating whether to join or not. And Machine Man, out of all of them, puts it so simply. He says, Destroying the Cloud does not necessarily doom the Inhumans. They have time to figure out an alternative. Mutants do not. Yes. Okay. So I mean, yeah. Kind of, kind of stating the obvious there. But I, I don't know anyone else's feelings on Inhumans versus X Men. Maybe some people aren't even reading these titles now because they just think it's another you know stupid cheesy, uh, blockbuster crossover i mean i'll follow the x-men anywhere basically so i'm i'm interested in all of this i just i can't see how people are on the side of the inhumans if anybody's reading it's actually on the inhuman side on this one i can't understand it because like point blank machine man just made the argument like that's that's period end of paragraph like here's here's it's it's all done just wrap it up put it in a gift Fucking mail it to them.
1: Also, the cloud wasn't naturally occurring. Somebody created it. Yeah. That was in another comic. I think it was in... Fuck, I don't even remember that uh, Maximus the Mad got one of his followers who his power was to, like, talk... To
0: the dead, like ancient
1: dead. No, uh, to relatives of his. Oh, right,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
1: um, he was able to talk to one of the people who worked with the person who made the cloud. Yeah, and well, uh, no, who
0: made the mist? Yeah, who made the who
1: made the mist to begin with? Yeah, then Maximus had this guy kill himself. So we don't know, but Maximus knows. So we can we can torture him until he tells us how to make another cloud, and then we can make a cloud in outer space and send those motherfuckers to
0: the back of the bus. How about that? Oh, yeah, you know, that's a good point. Maybe that's what's going to happen. They'll make another cloud and put it elsewhere, like not on the Earth, and then the Inhumans can just shut the fuck up, you know? cash me outside. How about that? Oh, my God, really? <laughs> anyway, okay, so... Anyway, it's like still in the present day, there's uh, a weird shot of Ellie starting to use her power, and then they cut back to the future. And, you know, for the rest of the issue, they don't address what Ellie was doing. Uh, What we're led to assume is that she destroyed that cloud. But anyway, when they cut back to the future, they find, like, the mercs in the future find Ellie, and she's got her own X Men team. And Gold Balls is there. Yes. I, just, I needed to state that because I'm so glad that he's okay. I'm hoping that means that he's okay in present day because <clears throat> in Death of X, you know, it looked like he caught Mpox, and, you know, you just figure he's going to fucking die then. And in the future, he's still alive. Whatever. I hope he's okay. I love Gold Balls. So Deadpool says something about even after the world became safe for mutants and humans, they kept fighting. And Polaris says, this happened on your, your watch. Like mutant kind is thankful for it. I don't know, you know, Deadpool says that Ellie has to bring the cloud back as the issue ends. It seems like Negasonic Teenage Warhead has some sort of reality warping abilities. I mean, that's that's interesting. I know, you know, when she first appeared for the couple of issues she appeared in before they killed her off, uh, way back in the day, she was a telepath. Like, we knew that. And when the Mercs came after her at the beginning of this series, you figure, okay, so she's making some sort of weird mental projections, like having, like, a nice house or whatever when the Mercs are trying to attack her and catch her. Okay, she's a telepath. How does she just fucking blink the cloud out of existence? I'm sure it'll get explained. It's it's interesting. Uh, also interesting is, you know, they're making her look like she looked like in the movie, which I know is a thing that m- that Marvel likes to do. Stupid. I, I mean, I'm okay with her look, but to be honest, I kind of liked the goth emo chick look that she had yeah. back in like 2001 or whenever yeah. it was. Uh, they're not gonna bring that back but that's okay you know this is a character who was like created just to get killed off an issue later and now they're giving her some play so I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah, I don't know I don't like that they're I, I have no idea why she's like even relevant and why they brought her back I think it's fucking stupid but that's that's just me like she literally was alive for like three issues and they probably just brought her back because they liked her name or some shit. I do thought you, it was you really know, stupid. Do
0: you know where her name comes from? No. Okay, so sidebar, and for anyone out there who doesn't know where her name comes from, so back in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was this band, um, this kind of like heavy rock band called Monster Magnet. Uh, they were only like really popular for a few years. I, I kind of enjoyed them, but... This I don't think this is one of their hits I could be wrong but they wrote a song called Negasonic Teenage Warhead in the late 90s. So Grant Morrison um, who created this character was obviously a fan of them and decided to name the character Negasonic Teenage Warhead. I thought that was interesting. That I think is it is interesting. I think it is an interesting name.
1: No it is it's it's just really like too long yeah. and I don't know whatever. It's
0: funny. Yeah. It's it's, it's cool. I mean, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of want to, you know. I, I, don't, I don't know which one of my future pets I want to name. I want to give this name to, but I, I kind of want an animal named Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Okay. Maybe a hamster.
1: That's cute. Maybe, I like that.
0: Maybe one of those mini hamsters.
1: Aww. Robo the hamsters. Robo, yeah, Robo hamsters.
0: Okay, so finally, the final book we're gonna get to talk about this month is IVX number three. You know, cutting back to that battle that's about to take place, Inferno starts fighting old man Logan and, like, makes him stab him through the arm and then just fucking cooks him. Iso, uh, Forge was there, too, somehow, so Iso gets over to Forge, and I know her inhuman power is, like, controlling pressure, but is it also getting people to explain their devious plans because Forge was just, like... No, Forge
1: is just a fucking idiot.
0: Like, but for some guy who's supposed to be so smart?
1: He's supposed to be smart with technology. He's uh he's book smart, but he's like socially retarded. Kinda like me. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thanks. And anything else you wanna add to that while we're on the subject patty? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's true. I I yeah, I'm a socially awkward dude. Yeah, so ISO takes out Forge after after he explains how the machine works and then she can destroy it and, you know, fucking... And, and then
1: he gets... He's, like, kind of surprised that she destroys it. And he's like, <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no, why would you do that? I thought we were friends because we're both smart people. And yeah. she's like, no, you're a fucking idiot.
0: Yeah. Bye. So, you know, she knocks him out and uh, Inferno burned the shit out of Old Man Logan. They leave Old Man Logan there, but they take... Uh, Iso and Inferno take Forge with them as they leave. And I'm like, oh, maybe they're going to use Forge as a bargaining chip. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, X-Men, you want this really important guy back? <laughs> well,
1: yeah. he did use
0: to fuck Storm. So the Inhumans are in limbo and they're talking about their situation. They decide they need to go to X-Haven because that's also in limbo. And I'm thinking, like, it can't be this sim- simple. It's like, did, did the X-Men, like, bring them to a spot in limbo? where they have easy access to X-Haven so they can get in there and be like, oh, what are the X-Men's plans? Oh, well, here's their fucking base. Here's their base of operations. I don't know. Maybe the fucking mutant kids will get to fuck them up.
1: No, yeah, I thought it was really stupid, too. I'm like, why the fuck are they so close to each other? Like, they should, you know, try, you know, ch- separation of church and state. <laughs> what? Because, uh, you know, the Inhumans are kind of like a cult, they all like worship this fucking cloud, That's which is true. crazy. So they're the church and the X Men are all about democracy and all that shit. So they're the state. You get to run shit.
0: Yeah, and they're a bunch of sluts too. So ISO calls Miss Marvel and asks her to get in any touch with to get in touch with any new humans she knows to help out. So are they like the new metal of Inhumans? Ah, do, do you get it? Do you I don't s- get see it. See what I did? I don't
1: get it. I wasn't alive in the 90s. Because... Re- <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Calm down.
0: Because remember how well new metal worked out? Guys, we got <laughs> Limp Biscuit. horrible. We got Limp Biscuit out of new metal. So new humans, I want a new human named Limp Biscuit, uh, One named Slipknot. Whose power is to wear red baseball hats backwards. Ooh. Anyway.
1: I thought it was cute, though. She was just like, text, 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 text. And yeah. she was just on her little smartphone texting away, and I was like, she's so cute. And then I was like, no, but I have to hate her now.
0: I'm so conflicted. Oh, so torn. This is the conflict that Marvel delivers people. So Karnak broke out of Jean's little mind game, nah. and Phantom X is right behind nah. him. So that's going to set up something else. Nah. Um, And the mutants reconvene on Muir Island where they're holding Beast captive. It's too late to rebuild the machine that got destroyed by ISO. Emma wants to attack and get Forge back ASAP. And then they cut to Black Bolt trapped in some sort of what looks like a sensory deprivation chamber. Yes. And he's in some sort of, I guess, mechanical suit, but it looks more like a BDSM suit. It looks weird and sexy. Yes. And that's really it. I don't know this one simultaneously moved a little quickly and slowly for me this one felt like it was kind of all over the place like hey look at all this shit that's going on and this is going to branch out into other titles and other tie-ins and that kind of shit like I'm I'm interested in what's going on with Karnak and Jean and Phantom X right now but I feel like that should be saved for another book you know, I mean, I don't I, I don't know. I uh, you know, they cut to the inhumans a little too quickly. The royals that are stuck in limbo, I kind of wish they had, you know, dealt, dove into that a little bit more, like show them try to get to X-Haven. I don't know, just again, like things just felt kind of out of place. In this issue, and uh, I mean, it was still okay, but I still want to see where things go, but it's just the the pacing of it and the structure of it, the order of everything, it just felt off.
1: I don't know. I agree. I feel like they're putting too many eggs in one basket, honestly, and uh, again, I'm vegan, so I don't like that analogy, <laughs> and just keep... just. Just let the chickens keep their eggs. Uh, No, so I didn't like this issue, but mainly it was personal because I was just... The last issue was the X-Men just fucking shit up, and it was great. And then we get this issue, and the X-Men aren't holding their lead anymore as much, and now the Inhumans are starting to get stuff back, and they're starting to fuck shit up, and I'm like, no, but the X-Men... But the X-Men have to win. <laughs> but they have to kill all the Inhumans. Kill the fucking Inhumans! <laughs>
0: <laughs> they should recruit the Punisher. I heard he kills babies. Yes! <laughs> I love it. So that's pretty much it for the X-Books this month. Uh, IVX still going on. It's it's still a thing. It's pretty good. We, we kind of have an idea of where it's going to end up. But, you know, I mean, the joy is in the journey.
1: Who the fuck says that? I
0: just did. But, uh, so anyway, what did you all think about how the uh, the Inhumans hot new hangout in Limbo? Was it very cold of young Bobby to leave the X-Men and run off with Romeo? You, you get it? No. You're hot and you're cold? I don't get it. You're yes and you're no?
1: <gasps> I, I did a thing.
0: Up, down. We're going to take a break and be right back after some messages.
1: Gosh, the internet is such a big, scary place for a nerd like me. It's full of naughty pictures, angry politicians, and ducks getting caught in storm drains. Oh, that was so sad. I know. I wish there was somewhere I could feel safe with all my geeky interests. Well,
0: now there is. Geekade is a website dedicated to everything you could possibly geek out over. We cover all topics, from comics and video games to books and sports. Wow. That sounds nerdtastic. And the best part is Geekade posts something new every day. Check out all of our awesome articles, podcasts, and videos!
1: And no naughty pictures, right? Promise? I don't want those to be seen by my
0: future employers. Not yet, but uh, let's see if we can do something about that, Hey, what do you do while you're on Facebook? Post
1: cute cat videos?
0: Alright, keep up the good work. What about the rest of you? Nobody cares that your friggin' kid took its first poop? or which Pokemon you are based on your body hair. There's more important things to do on Facebook, dammit. Like visit 1 million to save Wolverine and the X-Men. There's cool artwork, merchandise, puff trivia, and a meeting of the day every single day. So stop taking selfies for one fucking minute and go join the 1 million to save Wolverine and the X-Men. Seriously, stop with the selfies. You're ugly as shit anyway. Okay guys, uh, so there was a bunch of news over the course of January. Uh, A bunch more news about Logan. We're getting closer and closer to the release date. Uh, There was a grim Logan synopsis uh, put out, uh, which reads, In the near future, a weary Logan cares for an ailing Professor X in a hideout on the Mexican border. But Logan's attempts to hide from the world and his legacy are upended when a young mutant arrives being pursued by dark forces.
1: Uh, Just a quick... Just a quick footnote here. Um he's going to have a hard time if he's going to be on the Mexican border right now <laughs> because of uh orange Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> We're building a wall, guys. This movie is canceled. We're going to have to change the plot completely. Oh no,
0: Logan. <laughs> okay. So uh so yeah, so so this this little synopsis came out and um Jackman himself said uh, that this is going to be set in a different universe from like the main the mainline X Men movies. I guess it kind of makes sense uh, considering how things are going now with Old Man Logan being in the present and you know things being a little different. So another thing that I read too is that the director, yeah, the director said that Logan is a grown up movie. Um, like a grown-up drama that also features intense action, like and boobs and boobs. Yeah, so that that's another thing. Like after you know this came out, that he said it's a quote-unquote grown-up movie. That apparently it's it's rated R for strong, brutal violence, language, and brief nudity.
1: And we were kind of uh, you know speculating who was going to be briefly nude. Obviously, it's not going to be Laura. So I don't know. Would you guys rather see a naked Hugh Jackman? Or a
0: naked Patrick Stewart? What do you think, Jonathan? Uh, why pick one when we could compromise and say each of them half naked? One which goes, half? One goes topsies, and, one of, them, <laughs> and one, one of them goes bottomsies.
1: Okay, well, which... Shit!
0: Still going to be a tough decision. Yes. But, okay... But we've
1: already all seen Hugh Jackman's chest like a million times.
0: Okay, so now wait a second. But have you seen Patrick Stewart's chest? Wait a second. So, in X Men Origins Wolverine, there was that brief shot of him, and it probably wasn't was him. it his butt? It was probably butt a, double. Yeah, it was probably a butt double. But he was wa- running across. <gasps> I remember. Yeah, and I into the, his butt. And into the farm, the fucking the the barn. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of we've already seen that. So then, by that logic, you know, but but Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is shirtless so often. I don't I know. know this is
1: tough. Well, okay. So how about how about we do it. If we do half sees the other way, so we see
0: both of them bottomless. No, <laughs> no that no, no, no. Perfect. Okay.
1: So full nudity, but one gets full frontal nudity, and the other one gets full back
0: nudity. Okay. You, but you still have a decision to make then. Okay,
1: just just <laughs> full
0: just full frontal nudity for both of them. Okay, but it's brief.
1: Okay, it's brief. See, it's
0: brief. Brief nudity. full frontal nudity Fine. for both of them. Fine, deal. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad that we worked this out. Um, now we just have to talk to the studio about getting yeah. Patrick Stewart to do full frontal nudity. Anyway, I'm I'm happy about this that it's rated. <laughs> I'm happy about the brief nudity. <laughs> I'm I'm happy that it's rated R for like this brutal violence because it's like you. It's Wolverine. He's got claws. He's stabby. We're gonna have X23. She has claws. She's stabby. Like there needs to be Same. stabbing and blood. Same. Like so. And and this is. So, I hate to compare it to this. But this is something I've thought about a lot over the course of my life. So I, ha- I I was a huge fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the time I was three years old. And I can't say that I've ever stopped loving them. Like, I saw the most recent iteration of the cartoon, and actually that was good compared to the bullshit they gave us in the 80s. But that's a whole nother episode and another topic. But, you know, we Patty and I watched the original TMNT movie, recently from 1990 you've got rafael who's got size you've got leonardo who has katana blades the foot soldiers in that movie are humans It's, it's like live action so they have these sharp weapons but nobody ever actually gets stabbed you know it just it makes sense if you're going to have like these clawed violent characters there needs to be some blood
1: i agree yeah it's kind of like having a gun and then reading it like PG and then just like smacking them with the back of the gun. Yeah and just not shooting anybody.
0: Yeah, exactly. exactly. And I mean, what's the point of owning a gun if you're not going to shoot fucking bullets at people? Exactly. like just
1: just go out and shoot somebody. Okay,
0: listen, nope. nope. Disclaimer <laughs> disclaimer. Disclaimer. don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. And any one of our personal views do not reflect the views of Geekade as a whole. So, there you go. Getting back to the point, then we got the final Logan trailer. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: Patrick Stewart said fuck.
0: Oh, my God. I just... I am so hyped for this movie. I really am. Uh, I think they are capturing... Even though it's only, like, a little bit of personality, they're... they're capturing the essence of Laura, Wright, Like, she. it opens with her in the store, like, not knowing what the fuck she should be doing. She's hungry, she's thirsty, she's taking shit. And, you know, some big guy, he's not a big guy, but, you know, he's older, a tall dude, tries to stop her, and she's ready to just fucking gut him. Like, that makes sense to me, you know? It's just, the, the tone of the movie just by these trailers, it just makes it look dark, you know, the danger that Laura presents, the sense of care that uh, Xavier and Logan, you know, are showing for each other, and Laura, and I don't know, I'm just, I'm really hyped for this movie, I don't know if it's going to live up to my expectations, but they certainly have done a Fan-fucking-tastic job with these trailers. The song played in this trailer, too, is called Way Down We Go by Calio. Never heard of this before, but I feel like Johnny Cash's Hurt was perfect for that first trailer, and with this song, I feel like it was perfect for this trailer, too. Um, I don't know. The guy who directed this movie, James Mangold, did a really good job with The Wolverine, and I think that this is going to turn out to be pretty good. What did you... Think about the trailer, Patty. Um,
1: I'm gonna go hide over here. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm still a little apprehensive. I agree with what you said about her not understanding how to act in the store. But you know, then we see her with those like cute sunglasses, and I don't, I don't like that. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's hard to see her as Laura because she's so young. I keep seeing her and thinking Gabby because she looks like Gabby, and. I don't know if that's how she's going to come across when I actually see the movie. Um, Because when I see her, even when I see her in action and stabbing people and everything, I just keep thinking Gabby. And I don't know. um, I guess we'll see how it is. I'm not a fan of any live action X Men related to anything. So. I mean, you know, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm not as excited as Jonathan is, but, you know, I'm going to go into it with an open mind, and hopefully I don't hate it.
0: <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I think uh, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from, especially reading X-23 for, like, so long. You're so used to seeing her as a teenager. And how many times have they, you know, written about when she was younger? Or how many times have you seen her when she was, like, a child?
1: Just in NYX.
0: Uh, and um, the miniseries by Craig Kyle and Chris Yost that came out, I don't know, 12, 10, 10, 11, 12 years ago at this point, that comic book series actually got me back into comics as an adult when me I was too. like 22. I thought it was amazing. So yeah, you see her kind of as a child there and, and grow up over time. I, I don't know. I think they're, I, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with her. I think they're going to capture it correctly. Or do it some sort of justice. I really liked in the trailer where Donald Pierce, like, sends the Reavers into the fucking, uh, it looked like a barn that they were, you know, chilling in. And uh, you hear all the commotion, and then she walks out, and she looks all pissed and drops her backpack, and he's just like, no, no. And then, you know, there's just all these shots of her stabbing people. Like, I don't know. I mean, Laura is obviously going to be a big focus of this movie, Um, and that's what we've been talking about, but I think Hugh Jackman is, has been amazing as Logan. I think Patrick Stewart has been amazing as Xavier and yeah, you get to hear the dude say fuck. Like I'm probably going to link this in the description. Um, if you haven't seen the red band trailer, you get to hear him say fuck. So one other thing I want to comment about this before we move on. Uh, a little bit is um, a few episodes ago I I commented that on the IMDB page for Logan uh, I saw Eric LaSalle's name on there and how he was a big actor or bigger actor back in the day and he's listed in this movie and I'm like oh maybe they're not releasing who his character is because he's going to play Mr. Sinister you see Eric LaSalle for a couple of seconds in this uh, this trailer when um, you know Logan, Laura and Xavier are hanging out in this some family's house and like eating dinner or whatever eric lasalle is there so maybe he's not actually playing mr sinister maybe he's just the owner of this home who let these mutants in to eat with them or maybe it'll be some sort of a surprise i don't know you know uh it's not even confirmed that sinister is actually going to be in this movie because fucking brian singer didn't work on this movie and he's the one who commented on it so (laughs)
1: I don't know. Yeah, and if they put sinister in it, it seems like there would just be like way too many things to happen in yeah. this one movie. That seems like it would have to be a series of Logan movies, which it's not going to happen. So yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. We'll see it when we see it, and you know, whatever.
0: Okay. Uh, the next thing that I want to talk about very briefly is um, there were a couple of new mutants rumors circulating um just well this really just this one primarily i just i saw a couple of different angles on it was that this actress that's attached to the new mutants but with no confirmed role yet says that james mcavoy is already attached to it attached to the new mutants movie uh apparently back in may the producer simon kingberg uh confirmed mcavoy's involvement in the upcoming movie by telling um collider that right now as the movie exists professor x will be a part of the new mutants movie and again it's just a rumor nothing's been confirmed yet or even like you know what actors are playing which of the new mutants but i don't see how this movie is going to work and be part of the x-men universe without one character to tie it all in and i think that would be perfect have james McAvoy in it
1: or have magneto
0: yeah or have magneto either one of them or both of them why the fuck not
1: they're I... gay, right? They're gay for each other? What? In the comics.
0: Who? Uh, X- James Z- McAvoy and Michael Fassbender? Yeah. Are gay yeah. for each other in the comics? Yeah. They are?
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I was getting at. Is that it? Yeah.
0: Podcast over? Yep. <laughs> what were you going to say?
1: Uh, Magneto and <laughs> Xavier are kind of gay for each other. Are they? Yeah. Kind of.
0: I think that's too many um, old man Wrinkly balls at one time.
1: No, okay, so, like, it's like, you know how people say that there's a fine line between love and hate? And, you know, they have this, like, frenemies thing going on for a while. It's just a big euphemism euphemism for gay sex, that's all I'm saying.
0: It's a fine line between dicks and balls.
1: Exactly, and it's called the taint.
0: <laughs> okay. Ah, here we go. Okay. So, uh, the Legan... Legan. Yep, <sighs> Legan. Legion and Negan had a baby, and it is called Legan. Um, so the Legion TV series is not going to cross over with X-Men movies.
1: Good, just fucking leave those movies alone, they're terrible.
0: So, yeah, um, one of the executive producers of the X-Men movies, like all of them, said that, um... You know, we haven't been able to work on, like, some of these characters. We're not going to be using the film franchise to open up to another universe. So Legion is not going to be crossing over with any of it. And to be perfectly honest, I am absolutely fine with that. I don't dislike the X-Men movies as much as Patty does. But I have to admit, out of, like, comic book movies, some of the X-Men movies, some of them are really fucking bad. And I I think Legion trying to capitalize on it standing on its own is cooler to see than it trying to really bank on oh and on next week's episode guest starring patrick stewart even though who the fuck doesn't love patrick stewart probably the nazis and we all know the nazis are awful but punch
1: a nazi in the face right
0: so yeah, it'll it'll be cool to see that this TV show stand on its own. In fact, by the time this episode comes out, it the first episode of Legion might have already premiered. It's something I definitely want to watch. I'm not going to be able to watch it every week when it comes out, but it's something I want to try to follow. Um, and this brings us to the last point of news, which is they have since greenlit this other untitled Fox X-Men show which um, you know, was brought up months ago, but it's it's going forward. Um, it's got a, an official pilot order from Fox. Brian Singer is gonna be directing it.
1: So excited. Are you really? No.
0: So yeah, so I, I, I don't know. you know, I, Again, some of the X-Men movies are good. Brian Singer has done a good job on some of them. They're not all flawless. He's not flawless. I don't know how this is going to turn out. But one thing that I read just a couple of days ago was that there's going to be actual X-Men in it. Um, I don't know if this is going to be directly tied into the X-Men universe. Again, kind of hope that it's not, and they give it a chance to stand on its own. But there's going to be some characters that fans will be excited about. So we can sort of let speculation begin. Uh, So,
1: like, what kind of fans, though? Is it, like, comic book fans or is it movie fans? Because are there really any movie fans, people who are fans of the X-Men movies? Really? Yes. Where? Where?
0: I don't know. Find one. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan.
1: No, but I mean, like, <laughs> a movie fan who hasn't read the comics.
0: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, um, nobody. I mean, you know, I would see that more so with Wolverine. No, there's a couple of people that I've talked to that have seen the X Men movies that aren't really into the X Men comics. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what kind of characters they're gonna use maybe they'll throw in jubilee and finally get her right because they have not uh maybe they'll throw in dazzler you'd be oh, happy about that
1: i love dazzler
0: right so maybe it'll be dazzler it's not gonna be dazzler why not
1: i don't know because nobody's gonna be excited about that except for me and they're not gonna do something just for me
0: oh i'll try to get it done just for you thank you but everyone loves disco listen when it comes down to it everyone loves disco nobody fucking hates Disco disco
1: it's true everyone loves disco it's true
0: dazzler's amazing dazzler needs to be in this show i swear to god when i used to work at the lego retail store many years ago we had different digital radio stations and one of them was for disco and if i didn't have the 80 station on i had the disco station playing do you know how many people complained to turn it off zero fucking people everyone loves disco it's
1: because disco's not dead
0: that's right disco's not dead and that'll do it for this month's episode of Mutant Musings. Don't forget, you can leave comments right here on Geekade or on one of Geekade's many social media platforms. You can even send an email to mail at geekade.com.
1: Send nudes.
0: That's com, not E-D-U. But it should be. We want to know what you all think about what we've been loving, hating, cursing about, and turning into innuendo. And however occasionally, discussing. And until next time... Thunderbird was right, Thunderbird 2 was even right, but Thunderbird 3, no, fuck that guy.